Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Good morning, Muskoka, and happy Saturday morning. Once again, I'm Kelly, local registered art therapist and phototherapy specialist here in downtown Huntsville, and I'm your host of Mental for Art, the show that offers creative alternatives to talking it out. Because let's face it, not everybody likes to talk things out. I know I don't. I mean, I do, but um, I prefer to do some creative expressive. So. so that's what I'm here for, to offer you that. So as you know, this show is about you, you and your daily concerns. And I'm just here on the other side of this mic to support you with those concerns using a variety of art and photo-based activities. Just a little something from me to you to help you see when you're stuck, where you're stuck, help you change your focus, and perhaps, just perhaps, help you view your world just a little bit differently. So let's get right into this week's episode and topic of conversation, shall we? And that topic of conversation is stress. Yes, a big one, a big one, something we've all experienced, something I think we can all agree we have all experienced over the last couple of years, thanks to the one and only, well, not the one and only, but the latest and greatest um, pandemic. So, um, yeah, what is stress? You know, I had a client just the other day, um, she was in and she, she's been having some, some difficulties. She's um, a bit confused about some of the emotions she's been having and feeling. And, you know, more importantly, some of the behaviors she was starting to exhibit because of those emotions um, that she hadn't experienced before. So, you know, normally she said she's identified herself as a, as generally a calm and relaxed individual. Um, some of her family and friends, she said, referred to her as easygoing and spontaneous. However, you know, over the past several months, maybe a year, she said she's been feeling very overwhelmed and super grumpy, like super grumpy like a bear with a sore tushy, for lack of a better word. I'm trying to keep it clean on the air here. Anyway, um, that last part, you know, feeling overwhelmed and super grumpy, um, I can actually feel coming through in her words and, and see in her body language. I could see it in her body language as she talked about it. I mean, her facial expression changed and her upper body became, you know, stiff, a little bit rigid. And she just had kind of a, just a little bit of a different tone to her voice. So, I mean, I could feel it. I could, I could see it in her body language and I could feel it. So let's start with what is stress? Well, you know how I like my definitions, but stress is defined as, um, it's defined as a feeling of, you know, physical or emotional tension and tension. You know what that is? That's like, you know, when you're trying to stretch your mind, all different parts of our body, you know, and that tension we're talking about can come for a thought that makes you feel angry or frustrated, nervous even, you know, um, stress in the body it's kind of the body's way of reacting to challenges or big changes that we're, we're experiencing. It's the body's way of on us, if you will, um, or difficult situations we find ourselves in. Situations that, that cause worry or uncertainty, even situations that, that leave us worried, leave us feeling stressed. And, and stress can have a lasting effect, which is when we have to pause for concern and take a good look at it. And kudos to this client who's taking a good look at it. You know, she noticed in herself the difference in behaviors, the difference in her mood, the difference in her reactions. So it's it's good. It's good that, you know, when you notice that in yourself, you know, take some time and figure it out. Get some support with that. 
you know, and it, it can also have a brief effect, which is okay. You know, stress can have a brief effect and brief encounters with stress, like I said, are okay. I mean, they're even considered positive in that in a particular moment, stress might support, you know, our meeting a deadline at work, let's say, or finishing a paper at school, or even keep us from getting hurt and avoiding danger. So in short bursts, stress is okay. But it's when it becomes a part of your daily living that it's not okay. And from what I can understand from my client is that she'd been experiencing stress for quite some time and didn't really notice it until, like I said, those moods and behaviors became really obvious. They really changed. And, you know, you could see it in her body. You could see it in her face. Her face appeared tired and she looked a bit worn out. Her body, her posture was quite stiff and rigid and and she was really in the way that she was talking, I noticed it the most. Her choice of words were often harsh, you know, a little bit over the top. But again, but then again, when you're feeling stressed and frustrated, even angry, those are the kinds of words we look for to fully express how we're feeling. You know, the gentle ones just don't do the trick. And if we aren't able to express how we're feeling, then that adds more stress or, or at least another layer to the feeling of it. So we choose words that support that. And that's the reason we seem a little bit more aggressive, grumpier, a little more anxious, right? Frustrated, tired. So this client went on to talk about her cat. She'd had this cat for 10 years. However, only recently um, was she feeling triggered by the cat, you know, by the cat's every move and, and every meow. And I know that might sound funny, but pets are no different than people when it comes to you know, our being irritated by them, it happens. I, I have a new pup. I have a new pup. He's just uh, 10 months. Well, he'll be a year at the end of June, I think. Um, but in all ways, he's still a pup. And if I had a nickel, well, let's, let's say if I had a toonie, it is 2022. If I had a toonie, um, for every time I said his name, I feel like I'd be a pretty wealthy woman. The poor guy's heard his name more than more than anybody. And let's face it, this past couple of years has been stressful on everyone in one way or another. And my getting a new puppy in the midst of, of the stress that I was already feeling, um, thanks to the pandemic, was probably not the best of ideas. You know, it, it's been a stretch for me. Certainly has been a stretch for me. The poor guy has taken the brunt of my grumpiness. And, you know, I, I do my best not to let it land on him, but he's demanding, right? He needs attention. So I can understand where my client is coming from. Um, you know, I can understand her frustration and her grumpiness that she was feeling as a result of her cat. And it, it wasn't the cat and it isn't Kevin. It's everything that's going on in our lives that's causing us to act out to fully, meaning verbally and physically, find ways to express ourselves and the feelings and frustration and anger and overwhelmment and disappointment and everything else that's tied into feeling stress. But it's one thing to be able to identify that we're feeling stressed and that perhaps we're acting out because of it. But it's another thing for that acting out or that negative behavior to be okay. And, and really it's not, right? I mean, it's okay because you're getting it out but it's not okay for where it's landing or who it's landing on. So what can we do to support ourselves during stressful situations and stressful times? 
What can we do to help ease those moments of utter frustration, pure disappointment, you know, complete overwhelmment or, or full-on anger? What can we do to ease the tension, the aches and pains, because they come, the chest pains even, the exhaustion, the sleepless nights, or stomach problems we're experiencing as a result, all of which, by the way, are symptoms of further or even more serious complications. So how can we deal with this? Or how can we deal with, or better yet, handle the stress in healthy ways? It's a good question. And it's a tough one, you know? It's hard when we're in those moments of stress. It's hard when we're feeling that overwhelmment or that anxiety or that, that anger even, right? We need, we need to put it somewhere. We need to do something with it. But we have to find ways to do that in a healthy way, in a more productive way, right? Where we're not hurting somebody else. We're not hurting ourselves. We're getting some relief from it. So I think I'm going to leave you here. I think this would be a good time uh, to take a break so that you can contemplate that question. You know, how can we deal with, or better yet, handle stress in healthy ways? Contemplate your own stress and your stress level right now and check in with yourself around that to see if perhaps you might also be experiencing a level of stress that you weren't before. You know, a level of stress that's new to you. Maybe your reactions and behaviors haven't been all that positive. Maybe they, they've been landing on your pets or, or your family members. Maybe these behaviors and, re and reactions are new to you because of the stress that you've been feeling or have been under, right? And that's, that's, that's real, that's realistic. Maybe, just maybe, you two are stressed. I know I have been, and it's not a crime to, to admit it. You know, I mean, I think you're doing a, a disservice to yourself if you don't admit it, if you don't get some support for that, it's only gonna get worse and it can affect your body. So I'm going to leave you here and take a wee break so that you can absorb and reflect on what we've been talking about up to this point and perhaps see if you can relate to what we've been discussing or even zero in on a stressful situation you've encountered or perhaps are still encountering. And, you know, COVID is a big one, but let's see if we can, if we can dig a, di a big, sorry, if we can dig, a, I can't even say that, if we can dig a bit deeper um, to see what we are stressed about. So just give stress some thought. <clears throat> pardon me, while we take a break. So let's stop here. And when we return, I'll do my best, as always, to offer you a creative activity or a process to help support your stress and your ability to de-stress in positive and healthy ways. So go grab a glass of water, a cup of coffee or tea, use the powder room or whatever you need to do, and ponder some of those current or previous experiences, you know, that you're having with stress or have had with stress. And then we'll meet back here for some creative tips. How's that sound? All right, I'll see you soon. Buy Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Welcome back to Mental for Art. I'm Kelly, your host and local art therapist and phototherapy specialist. And I'm just slurping on some tea. I just had a moment there to heat up the kettle and refresh my tea. So I hope you did too. It's a good morning for tea. Um, and if you just tuned into the show, um, you have a few episodes of Mental Fart to, to look forward to and to catch up on. Um, yeah, some good ones, some things on gaslighting and worry and anxiety and fear um, and grief, quite a few things. And, you know, let me just say welcome 
to any and all of our new listeners and thank you because I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be able to, to be here, to be able to come here on these Saturday mornings and talk to you about everyday concerns, you know, that, that my clients come to me for and, and that I hear when I'm out and about, you know, and try to, to offer you some creative alternatives and approaches to how those concerns affect you and, you know, how you work them out because that's important. So again, if you're just tuning in today, we're talking about stress and the negative effects it can have on our bodies and our behaviors, and in turn on our relationships, be it at home, at work, or, or with our friends. You know, we talked about um, what stress looks like in terms of its symptoms, you know, symptoms like fatigue, worry, bouts of anger, sleepless nights, um, tension headaches, body aches and pains, even high blood pressure. I didn't mention that before, but high blood pressure and stomach problems, bedroom problems, dizziness even, the shakes, or, you know, a sore jaw from clenching it at night. And I do that. I find I wake up sometimes with a sore jaw and that's, and my, my dentist has told me I'm grinding my teeth at the back. And that's, you know, that's stress. You need to, you need to find ways. I need to be better at this too. I need to find ways that I can de-stress before I go to sleep. So, you know, I'll have my teeth when I'm 80. That's God willing. Anyway, these are all symptoms of stress. Symptoms that if left untreated or more specifically symptoms of stress that, that haven't been addressed or dealt with, they can cause even more problems. So suffice to say, it's really important to get your stress under control, to identify it, you know, to figure out and pinpoint what's causing that stress. You know, it could be the pandemic. Like I said, a lot of us have been experiencing stress like never before because of it. But then again, it could be something entirely different. Maybe it's a symptom of the pandemic. Perhaps you're worrying about your job security or, or being able to pay your bills, keep your business, keep your home, put food on the table, keep your loved ones safe. You know, that's a big one. All very worth, you know, worthy stress contenders. And, you know, this is why I took a break when I did, to give you an opportunity or a chance to think about your stress levels, you know, to think about what's been behind your frustration, your bouts of anger, we all have them, your disappointment, your worry, your fear even. What's causing you to react or even lash out? What's causing the tension in your shoulders or aches and pains in your body? You know, what's causing your headaches or your stomach problems? What's causing you to lay awake at night? If you've been feeling any of these symptoms, then perhaps, just perhaps, you've been under some stress, some stress of your own. Perhaps you too, like I said, are stressed. So hopefully you gave it some consideration over the break and hopefully you've been able to tune into your own stress or level of, because as I mentioned, it's really important to get your stress under control. But in order to do that, you need to know what's causing your stress to begin with. So you can alleviate it, you know, or at least work, work with it. And, you know, that's a big one, identifying it. So let's assume that you did. Let's assume that you took some time to think about it and you pinpointed it. And I know that's all I can do is make assumptions, but I know making assumptions makes an ass out of me and you, ha ha, that old saying. But since I have no way of knowing whether you did take the opportunity to check in with yourself, I'm just going to have to be the ass in the room. And I'm okay with that because it wouldn't be the first time. Anywho, um, now that you've identified what's at the root of your stress, or at least zeroed in on what could be causing your stress, and it could be a few things. Let's talk about what we can do to help minimize that stress. Let's talk about healthy ways, healthy ways in which we can work on overcoming it in support of your mental health. All the while, though, remembering that some types of stress are okay. 
Some types of stress serve an important purpose, as we talked about earlier. You know, the kind of stress, pardon me, and that, that kind of stress or, you know, the kind of stress that enables us to respond quickly to threats and danger. And, and that kind of stress is necessary to avoid danger. So we want to keep responding to that one. We don't want to get rid of that one. That's that, that's that reaction. That's that stressful reaction, right, in the moment. It's the other kind of stress, the long-term kind that festers that we want to be aware of and get rid of, or at least get past. We, we don't want you getting, or I don't want you getting physically ill because of it. Um, keeping in mind that while no one can avoid all stresses, right, we can't, we can work to handle them better. And we can work to handle it in, in healthier ways that can increase our potential to recover from it. We can get better at handling stress. So having said that, how about we talk about some healthy options that actually support recovery or support how we ultimately deal with stress? And the first option, which as many of you um, know, and, you know, it, it's not only supporting, I'm stumbling, but not only supporting a healthy mind, but we also have to support a healthy body. And I'm stumbling because this is a tricky one. You know, is eating and drinking to optimize your health, you know, as opposed to never, nev we want to eat and drink. Yeah, let's just say it properly. We want to eat and drink to optimize our health as opposed to negatively impact it. So, and I say this because the use of food and alcohol, even tobacco and drugs, you know, to minimize and reduce stress has been a big one, especially over the pandemic. I know I've eaten more, more than I was hungry for, and for sure, even enjoyed, enjoyed a few more happy hours. And while it may have seemed to help diminish that feeling of stress or those feelings of stress in the moment, in the long run, all of these actually add to it. I know this, right? I know that, but I ate more and I had a few more glasses of wine. Why? Why does it stay and add to it? Well, because the problem hasn't gone away. The worry, the stress, the anger, the frustration, none of it has gone away. We've only masked it. And if that wasn't bad enough, you know, we've consumed larger quantities of food and alcohol, which just isn't healthy for our body or our minds or our mind's ability to process the problem. And, you know, now we're a little bit heavier and, and a little foggier, and that's not good. And that's not what we want. And, you know, you, you also want to watch your caffeine intake because that can also wreak havoc on your stress and your, and especially your anxiety levels. So eating and drinking properly, you know, in moderation and healthy ways, choose healthy ways, give yourself, give your body a break from the, you know, if you've been eating garbage or drinking too much, give your body a break. Your body needs a break. Let it, you know, let it find its way back to where it, where it's feeling healthy. So what's another option for de-stressing, especially if you don't like that one? Well, there's one which some of us add more to our daily routines while other, other, others of us, I'm having trouble talking today, have completely abandoned, and that's regular exercise. Because in addition to regular exercise um, and having lots of physical health benefits, it's also been shown to be a very powerful stress reliever. Why do you think people box? Would any, answer this question for me, would any individual who was feeling calm and restful and stress-free want to want to step into a roped up roped off area and, and risk getting beaten up? I wouldn't. No. Now I know there's more to boxing than that. However, I use that as an example of an exercise 
that can release stress because of its very nature. You're punching, you're hitting, you're, you're kicking, you're, you're taking all of that stress and aggression out on someone else. It's physical and that's, that physical activity supports the release of stress. So get physical, right? Do aerobics, weightlifting, Tai Chi, you know, those and, and walking. That's the easiest and most effective form of exercise. Taking a long walk, surrounded by nature, breathing in fresh air. One of the best forms of stress relief with a calming and grounding effect. That's walking. And I mean, you could even go for a walk and stand in the middle of the forest and yell, yell out all your stress. Then just breathe in that fresh air and walk home feeling de-stressed. You know, and there's others like meditation, um, you know, taking time to relax and do something you enjoy, deep breathing exercise, photography, bingo, taking photos of nature and all that we have to be grateful for, like our families and friends, and painting, bingo again. I win painting, you know, pick up a brush and paint your walls, paint a picture, finger paint. Oh my God. I can't say enough about finger painting. Think about it. Who didn't finger paint when we were little? That was a big part of kindergarten for me, being able to go to school and put my fingers in paint and let it rip and drip on the paper, even on the floor. I couldn't do that at home. My mom would have had a commit conniption, but at school I could get as messy as I wanted. And they were on to something back then because letting rambunctious and wound up kids or kids that were carrying stresses and traumas, because we were, touching the paints and getting messy with them and then creating an image out of that, out of those feelings. Wow. That was not only supporting our creativity, but more importantly, supporting our mental health. The calming properties of touching and feeling paint. Okay. I know we paint with brush, but feel the paint. Get touching it, the wetness and the coolness, and then using your fingers to spread those colors and that paint and create an image. I don't think there's any more anything more powerful than that because it combines the physical and the mental aspect. It provides a whole body experience, something that's crucial to letting go, to calming down, to centering oneself. So if there's something you take away from this session today or this episode, Please, I, I'm, I'm highly recommending and suggesting you get some paints and finger paint your little buns off. Absolutely. There you have it. Okay. So there's a number of ways that you can de stress. And having said that, you know, there's probably lots of other ways, but those are my creative ways and suggestions for you. And that's my Saturday morning for Mental for Art, my friends. And that brings us to the end of this month's episode of Mental for Art, which was about stress. So I want to thank you for joining me and for taking the time out of your Saturday morning to make mine a great one. I always look forward to meeting you back here again um, when we can address yet another common concern and, and I can offer you another creative approach for you to try. So keep your emails coming because I love reading them and I love brainstorming creative ideas that will support you with them. And be sure to send those emails and letters to kelly at pictureyourselfwell.com using the subject line Mental for Art so they don't get lost. And until then, this is Kelly, your host of Mental for Art, wishing you all positive growth and healing and the opportunity to reduce and release your stress, relieve it even, and get you back into the calm. So remember that most of our stress is self-induced. So learn how to say no, because that's a big one too. Learn how to say no. We'll touch on that next time. That'll be our next episode, learning how to say no. So have a wonderful month, everyone. And remember that the best way to put a little happiness in your day is to color someone else's. So keep coloring it forward and I will see you soon.
Bye for now.